Welcome to Experiencing God's Goodness. My name is Michelle Corgett, and today I want to invite you to join me as we hear stories of how individuals have walked through some incredibly difficult times and found God waiting for them in the middle of their darkest hour. We will hear some awesome testimonies of how God has shown up time and time again in the lives of these individuals and how they have experienced God's goodness. I want to welcome Stephanie to the podcast today. Stephanie, I've known you for a very long time now uh, in a couple of different roles, but I just wanted you to come today to share your story of really finding God's goodness through a really dark time in your life that had to do with losing a business, having a child that was having some huge health issues, and you've just found God's goodness through that whole journey, even though it was a really difficult journey. So I'm going to let you just go ahead and tell us your story. I know the story starts around like 2008. It does. Yes, so our business went bankrupt in 2008, and we started with going to a Bible study. I did turn to a friend because I did not know what to do, and that was really the only thing at that moment for me to do, and so my first Bible study was Daniel. And it was a, a very big eye-opener to me about who I was and not really understanding that I could have this relationship with God so intimately. And he was speaking to me personally. And so that's where our relationship started and began was on the floor in a book that I absolutely was not understanding. Then we got kind of just the moving happened and all sorts of things happen when when that goes on. It was a hard time for probably many people in 2008. And so... I think that was just the beginning of me knowing that I was going to have to trust God with what was coming down the road. That he knew, of course, but I would have had no idea. I would have had to have known his goodness by then. And so I did see his goodness in the fact that we would have a bill and there was just no money there and things would just be in a mailbox um, just very random and unexplainable and he really did take care of us in miraculous ways and showed us himself to us our family and so coming upon 09 it was the day after Thanksgiving that my daughter, she was nine years old at the time, and she just woke up saying that her legs were hurting, and she was having kind of a hard time walking. However, I didn't think anything of it, had her kind of walk around, move around, 
At this time, I am expecting a baby. And with that age gap, it was very interesting because back in that year gap, doing the Daniel study, I was so marked by it that I just kind of very quietly in my spirit, in my in my head, said, you know, gosh, if I ever had another baby, I would I would have named him Daniel. Never in a million years would have thought I was ever having another child, but here we are. So expecting at this time, my child, my nine-year-old, is now absolutely not able to walk at all. And we spent the day in, at Memorial Hospital with no answers. We then at that point went to Madeira Children's Hospital. That was our home for the next month. And she was diagnosed with uh, what's called transverse myelitis. It's a virus that sets in the spinal cord and causes paralysis. And that's what happened. And it was unfathomable to me that this was happening. She was a dancer and just getting ready to get those point shoes and So it was just something that I don't even think I could make sense of at the time. And God was with uh, me, me the whole time. There were times that I would drive home and not stay there because I was expecting and I just needed to get in my bed and... I don't even, I I would all of a sudden be in one town and then two towns ahead and think, oh, I don't even remember passing that town. And just, just his grace covered, covered me in those times. And a lot of times I just can't even recall and just reminds me of the scripture of how he hides you in the cleft of the rock and he covers you and you he will pass by you and you don't see his face but you will you will see his back and and it is it is time goes by you see him oh there that's where he was yeah oh there that's where he was I do believe that the closing of the business was in preparation of the medical expenses that was going to be in front of us, that there's absolutely no way that Jordan, my daughter, would have gotten the care that she got. When you have a business, you have your own, you know, you pay that stuff outright. And other than when you have working for someone and someone else, you know, you piggyback on to getting insurance and that. And so I could just see this almost like a chess game. This move happened for this move. And that move happened for that move. And that's really how I've seen this whole thing go down. Neurologists said that the likeliness of her walking would 
probably not be. And nerves, if they, whatever, probably within the year doesn't come back, then it probably wouldn't come back. She did physical therapy. Her life from being the going to birthday parties and just doing all the normal kid stuff was a huge turnaround. And so our life was just completely different. And um, and then with a baby. And so we adjusted. And I, I don't know. I It was, it, it literally does make me speechless. However, from the years that went on, and she was in a wheelchair and watching her try to stand on her two feet and trying to take steps and it was her sophomore year of high school that she was bound and determined of I'm not taking this wheelchair to school anymore. She's a very determined child and God made her that way. He made her in such a way that when she would be graduating high school, which was a very small school in her entire education life, that she would be leaving the country and going abroad with her education and doing things that is beyond my comprehension. My takeaway with God's goodness and faithfulness is that if you trust him and you step aside and allow him to do what he does, it's, it's really an unbelievable thing. I think that for some people, though, that trust is really difficult to come by. What was your journey in finding that trust? It was the only thing I had. When everything gets taken away from you, he's all you have. And that, that was it. That, and that's what he was showing me through the Daniel study. I have to, I kind of just have to get a giggle over it now, but the front of the cover of that study by Beth Moore is a woman and she's just holding shopping bags. And that's what I liked. I, I was very materialistic and I liked stuff. And even the way that I presented my daughter, I, I, didn't, I didn't want her to ever get dirty and her, you know, her hair this way and just very, just a, a whole persona. And Jesus had to say, no, this is who you are. For I think it would, it had to take that for me because it's, you're trying me. I'm, I'm trying to keep up this image, this facade, facade. And so, and that, that gets very hard every day. And 
that's not who I was. And the Lord called me out on that. And I do believe that if you go and around and you proclaim the name of Christ and you say, this is who I am, but you don't look like that, I think he is going to make those adjustments for you if you don't make them yourself. And I was wanting to say, this is who I am. This is who I love. This is who we serve. It just didn't really go with what I was doing on the outside. I believe that now, and I have to be careful because I'm so almost the other end of the spectrum of this is who I am. And so I can be very quick to just say almost too much when I first meet someone because when you when you know what the Lord can do and how he can change something that is beyond what you can even comprehend because there has to be a problem first for the Lord to be miraculous. And so, however, when we're in a problem, we don't want to hear that, oh, you're in such a good spot. And so that's hard. I don't take it anymore as when I'm in something, it's a, oh my goodness, what? I really try hard not to fall apart because I know God is up to something and he has something for me on the other side if I can just stay focused on him. When we were talking earlier, you talked about how your story actually started before your story. Yes. Yes. Why don't you share with us about that? Before the bankruptcy, my my parents of a very long time uh, marriage, I was in my 30s. I so it was it was just maybe a a couple years or so before the 08 situation, they had decided to sell my childhood home from when I was two years old. And it was, that was at the time when the market was high. So maybe that was like 05, I'm, I'm guessing. And that was kind of like hard, but it was, okay, this is really happening. And you know, they are getting older. So, okay, I'm going to go with the flow here. And it wasn't too much longer that my dad was moving out. And it was just, it blindsided me. It really did. I, I would have never, ever have thought that to happen. That your parents would be getting a divorce. Yes, yes. Yes. And I was, I was that child that, as a people pleaser, my brother was the, the child that 
he's older than me, and he really put them through the ringer. And I kind of always felt that I had to be the the good one of because he really did a number. And so I was I always liked peace and balance and I never wanted anyone upset. And so I just tried to so the keeping up of the the persona that you used that started a long time ago of me just trying to be who I I guess I I wasn't. I don't know because even though I was trying to be this very good girl always did well in school, graduated college with honors and I had put that on my daughter as well those same expectations it is that I I carried that with me and it it just it's it's very damaging actually to on the inside of not being able to be who you are but actually the good girl that I was to my parents, I really wasn't. I was going out and and partying and doing teenage stuff of, I don't know what most people would consider teenage stuff, but it's what, you know, going to parties and drinking and that kind of stuff. Doing the things that your parents probably were not thinking you were doing. Probably. Probably so. So when your parents sell the house and they get a divorce, that really destabilizes your whole foundation. Mm -hmm. And so then the bankruptcy happens. And again, Mm -hmm. that blows everything out of the water. Right. So I find that sometimes when we are completely destabilized. We are, that's when we're grasping onto things to find our stability. Mm-hmm. And again, that's where Christ came in and said, here, take my hand. Yes. Yes. I was, I was definitely uh, reaching for him and holding on to dear life. It kind of just reminds me of the woman just grabbing the hem of his garment of kind of being dr- drug. I mean that's how, that's the image I put in my head because that's where I was. I was feeling b- being drug. Well, I know that when we're in the middle of those situations, we're not usually happy about it. You're and going, right. Oh, thank you, Lord, for bringing right. me this challenge right now. Uh, no, it's you go fighting and screaming and kicking. And it is something, though, that you can look back on today mm-hmm. and say, I see God's hand through every step of that. Mm-hmm. I see God's hands even through Jordan's illness, even though you would not wish that on or Jordan. And she still has some physical struggles. She does. But she is not in a wheelchair at this point. No. And she is, you know, a, a happy, healthy young lady who is 
continuing on in career and what young ladies do in life. Yes. So I just thank you for coming and sharing today. I know that sometimes it's really difficult to go back and trudge through the ugly from the past. But I think by sharing about your story and about some of the struggles, hopefully it's an encouragement to others who might be finding themselves in the same place, in the same struggles. Maybe not exactly. Maybe they're not going through bankruptcy or maybe they don't have a child going through a health crisis. But it's just the idea that, wow, I have been not living by the standards or the values I want to live because I felt this expectation from others and I wanted to please them. I think the world, we live in a state of comparison all the time. Mm -hmm. What is my neighbor doing? What is that person over there doing? We have social media that does not help in that, but we are living in comparison. How have you gotten out of comparison? It's, it's funny that you would, ask me that because when I look through my Bible and I can tell the times of where I was and in that moment of when the Lord took just had to undo that image and give me who he says I am I have Everywhere in my Bible underlined that says who I am in him. I really took on that role of, I thought back then, you know, that I was just this amazing person when (laughs) I was nothing. And then I literally became nothing. And then... The Lord's telling me that you you are a princess, but in this way, and this is this is your inheritance, and this is where you find your value, and being daughter of the of the Most High. I think the identity thing is just huge. And I also believe that as of right now, that is one of the main problems in our society with identity, that there is an identity crisis. And if you don't have that through Christ, that saying of, I need to find myself, (laughs) you really just are a wanderer in the in the valley, uh, uh, an Israelite, I guess. Yeah. And if we go back to the Israelites wandering, you know, they had lived in Egypt for so long, even yes. though they knew they were Israelites. I've talked to missionary kids before who have really struggled with their identity around where do they belong? Mm-hmm. They were raised in another country and they have a a feeling of identity with that country, although they are not known as being from that country. And I think as, as believers, sometimes we can struggle with that too, 
we live in a foreign world mm-hmm. that we are not a part of, right. but yet we live in. But when we are trying to fit into that world and not being who God created us to be, it causes even bigger problems. It does. It does. does. So, well, again, thank you for joining us. And I hope that as you continue in your journey, that you will continue to grow in who God has created you to be. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We're so glad that you could join us for today's podcast. If you're interested in experiencing God's goodness in your own life, and you would like somebody to pray with you, there's a 24-hour hotline that you can call at 1-800-700-7000. There is somebody on the phone ready to talk to you so that you too can experience God's goodness.